1: Welcome inside episode 317
0: of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Pillar up in Collingwood. And it's the Ottawa Senators end of season awards here on Locked On. We're excited to present you 10 awards, all featuring your past, present, and future Ottawa Senators. We also have some playoff talk, sends Abroad, Another night of Craig Anderson in goal for the Washington Capitals. We'll recap all that. Plus, finish off with a little Tuesday trivia. Yes, Tuesday trivia is back. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast. Your team, every day. Today is Tuesday, May 18th. And Pilsy, for the first award, I think it's fair to say that this is the Senators Team of the Year, at least over the past four years?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely from an excitement standpoint. I think this is finally the first time where, yeah, the Senators missed the playoffs and it's another year where we didn't get to see a playoff hockey for our team. But the end of the season was so exciting and it just filled everyone, the fans, the team, the coach, everyone with so much optimism for next season that we're doing just fine and these awards are going to be really good because this is the last year we're going to kind of give out you know just nice awards to make everybody feel good because next season the end of season awards are going to be after the stanley cup is awarded wow it better
0: be some playoff awards (laughs) mixed in there too we're going to start off with your classic awards the goalie of the year the king carl awarded to the team's best defenseman we've got rookie of the year most improved player and then we'll move on to some more specific awards, and we'll finish up the show talking some playoffs, and we've got trivia. But as a
1: goalie-friendly show, Pilsey, let's start in the crease. Who are the nominees for Goalie of the Year? Well, I think the Senators probably have the longest possible list of nominees for Goalie of the Year, because if I'm not mistaken, I think the Sens played more goalies than any other team. So there's a lot of options here. We narrowed it down to three goalies. We're looking at Matt Murray... Anton Forsberg and Philip Gustafson for goalie of the year. And the winner is Philip Gustafson
0: for his consistency. Only nine games played, but at the same time, you can say, what, seven of them were really good starts for him. Whereas Anton Forsberg came in, did what you'd expect for a guy off of waivers, if not better, came in and put up above 900 save percentage in multiple games. Matt Murray had that really strong finish. His last five games were lights out. But when you look at the consistency that Gus showed
1: in all of his starts, I think that's a fair choice for Senators goalie of the year. Absolutely. I think this one, there wasn't really any contest. And yeah, you can say a small sample size, but most of the goalies had a similar sample size other than Matt Murray, who got a majority of the starts. But the other four goalies all played like 10 games. I think Hogberg got in more than 10 times, but very small sample size. So for a guy like Philip Gustafson in his first year in the NHL to put up numbers on a rebuilding team like he did, it was just incredible. And I don't think any of us saw this coming. So what a year for Philly franchise. And again, that's some optimism we're going to bring into next season for
0: sure. 2.16 goals against a 933 save percentage, which was at the top of the league. As long as you make sure that the cutoff is nine games played. Hogberg had 14, and you're right. Matt Murray, 27 games played. And he's, the reason why he's on this list over a guy like Joey Decord, who had his moments as well, was the end of season. And we'll get to that when we talk about our most improved player. But the goalie of the year is Philip Gustafson. This is where it gets interesting, though. We changed up the wording, and Gustafson is
1: still a nominee. The Goalie of the Future Award. So the nominees for Goalie of the Future are Joey Decord, Philip Gustafson, and Mads Sogard. I'm going with Mad Sogard with this one. And yes, I think the Philly franchise should really get the hat tip here because he's a step ahead and he did exceptional in the NHL. So that's a massive step up from where Sogard's playing. But Sogard, this is his first crack at North American uh, hockey. Well, he played in the WHL, but North American pro hockey coming from Denmark. So for a guy that has his size to have a six and O record, a perfect record as he's playing in Belleville. And just watching this guy, the way he's able to move, his mechanics, um, what he's able to do in clutch situations, his ability to make second saves. I just haven't seen a goalie prospect that's excited me this much in quite a while. So Mad Sogard is my guy because I think after a full season in Belleville, we could start looking at him as an NHL guy because what he's done so far is absolutely incredible. Mad
0: Sogard, the winner of Goalie of the Future Award. And when you've put up a perfect record in North America this year, it's a fairly easy decision, and that's no disrespect to the other two guys on this list. Joey Decord, it's not like he tried to go out there and get a sprained ankle. He was just starting to get the ball rolling. But we'll move on to the King Carl Award. To the best defenseman on the team, of course, Eric Carlson. Two-time Norris Trophy winner.
1: While he was with Ottawa Pilsy, the nominees. And your nominees for the first King Carl Award, awarded by the Locked On Senators podcast, are Thomas Chabot, Mike Riley and Artyom Zub. I think, you know, this this is one where it's there's some controversy here. Like, you got a, a rookie guy in Zub. You got Mike Riley, someone who shipped off at the deadline. And then you have the team's number one defenseman. I'm giving it to Shabbat here. This is a guy that played 49 games for this team. He was relied upon night in and night out to put up massive time on ice numbers one of the most in the league he was relied upon in the heaviest situations overtimes with the goalie pulled either way like this guy really did everything you could ask for for a number one defenseman so no chance someone takes this award from Thomas Shabbat. he's this team's number one defenseman so the King Carl award goes to Shabbat.
0: They're going to ride or die with Thomas Shabbat on the back end. One place I'd like to see a little more improvement is on the power play. We know he quarterbacks that first unit. There were some struggles there this year. Only seven of his points on the power play, including one goal. So if he can pick that up, then this is a complete no-brainer because he was second in the National Hockey League in time on ice behind only Drew Doughty. So you're up there with elite company. You've also got a young kid who's on a rebuilding team himself, and he's trying to find his way of what his NHL ceiling really is. And as reinforcements come and Branstrom and Mete grow into the players, we hope they're going to be with JBD, Lassie, Thompson, Tyler Clevin, and the ace in the sleeve, Jake Sanderson, who I think is really the guy who's going to take pressure off Shabbat. His minutes might get easier and easier, but right now he's playing the hardest minutes every single night as a 24-year-old, and he's in the first year of an eight-year contract that's paying him a healthy amount of money. So let's see this keep rolling. But when Shabbat's out there, he just controls the pace of play, and that's why he is the King Carl Award winner.
1: Yeah, and with you uh, talking about the power play, I think we saw the Sens at the end of the regular season when Shabbat was hurt utilize the defenseman so much more in creating offense. So I think DJ Smith liked that way of cycling the puck through the defenseman, especially on the power play. So next season, I think we're going to see a lot more secondary assists for Thomas Shabbat on power play.
0: That power play was filled with rookies, and we have three of them right here nominated for our Senators' Rookie of the Year, there's a chance that one will be nominated for the Calder in July, whenever the NHL awards happen to be. But in terms of this franchise, hit us with your nominees for Rookie of the Year.
1: Our Rookie of the Year nominees are Josh Norris, Tim Stutzla, and Ariam Zub. And the winner is Josh Norris. Not only is this
0: guy a number one center going up against Matthews one night, McDavid the next, but... He's held his own point-wise and improved along the way. 17 points in his final 19 games, including, I believe, an eight-game point streak in there as well. This guy brings it at both ends of the ice. We've seen him play a ton last year in Belleville, but the offense was always there. The power play prowess in his spot, that one-timer that he utilizes so well. We saw it at the NHL level this year, but what we didn't realize was how solid he was defensively making the right decisions, little bumper passes to break out of the zone. He and uh, Brady Kachuk have found a home on a line together. And I think that that is something that Sens fans can be super excited for years to come. And going into this year, we just thought they were best friends, but now best line mates on top of that. It just shows the growth in Josh Norris's game. And he seems like a student of the game from when you talk to him. And when you hear him in his press conferences, I just see the sky is the limit for him. And this isn't to overshadow Tim Stutzler, who also had a very good rookie year. Artem Zub was awarded with a two-year contract based on his. But Josh Norris just took his game to a whole nother level this year.
1: Josh Norris is the winner here. And like you said, not taking anything away from the other guys, but no one was given the plate of responsibility that Josh Norris was. I mean, a rookie in the NHL as a top-line center up against some of the best centermen in the entire league.
0: 52.3% on faceoffs this year, and he was one point away from tying Brady for the team lead in points. So that's pretty impressive company at the end of the year for Josh Norris, our rookie of the year. But now we move to our most improved player of the year. And much like the NBA, here's how we qualify this award the most improved player will go to the player who has shown the most progress during the regular season. So we had a little confusion. I thought it was going to be based off of years past, but this does
1: make most sense. So Pilsey, who are your nominees for most improved player of the year? Well, this is a team that was absolute hot garbage at the start of the year and then turned into one of the best teams uh, record-wise, at least for a stretch at the end of the year. So there are a lot of possible candidates. We tried to narrow it down to three guys. So to the nominations for most improved player of the year are Eric Brandstrom, Matt Murray, and Connor Brown. And the winner is Connor Brown.
0: How can it not be? This guy put up 19 points in his final 20 games, including, I believe during that stretch, four shorthanded goals, maybe three, but led the league with five over the entirety of the regular season. This guy was a third line. He was almost like a pick and play like whatever line you wanted to stabilize defensively you'd put Connor Brown on you saw him play a bit with Tierney on that third line with Nick Paul and then he'd move up and play with Brady at times and then he really found a home with Pinto and Stutzla towards the end of the season so Connor Brown is maybe going to be nominated for another award I know we've got the coaches' pet coming up but hey, what a, what a pretty pet. This is one you go show off at the dog park for sure because, man, Connor Brown is a dog on pucks too. This guy hustles at the back check. His stick lifting ability, his, his ability to just sneak up on guys. Next thing you know, possessions change. I, I just think that the improvement in his game is uh, has been exponential this year, so he's a well-deserved winner of our Most Improved Player Award.
1: Absolutely, and I think sometimes uh connotation for most improved is that they were absolutely terrible at the start of the year, and then they just end up being okay or good by the end. But Connor Brown, I think at the start of the year, was right where we all expected. Like you said, a a middling guy in the lineup would kill penalties, uh, can't score on breakaways, but that's not what he was expected to do. But then... At the end of this season, he was the guy. I mean, he led the team in goals. He led the league in shorthanded goals. He was capitalizing on those grade A scoring chances. He broke a franchise record for goal scoring streak. Like, this guy really turned on the Jets at the end of the season. So he is the winner for the most improved for sure. But also, I want to shout out Matt Murray because at the start of this season, I don't think there's a goal, probably even statistically, I don't think there's a goalie that had less confidence than Matt Murray. I mean, every single puck that went his way, you were like, ooh, that could squeeze by him. But – At the end of the season, come Zach Burke and new preparation, new mindset, a little bit of rest after he was injured. And this looked like a whole new goalie. He had two shutouts in a couple game span. He was confident. He was catching pucks. His rebound control looked good. He didn't shrivel in the moment when breakaways were coming at him. I just think it was a completely different player but what connor brown did no one can really do so that's why connor brown takes the cake here
0: i'm so mad i said he led the league in takeaways stone had a couple sneaky ones in the last game of the year so connor brown finishes second only to mark stone in takeaways and he was tied with jack hughes and leon Drysaddle. so again you look at the company that he keeps and it just becomes more and more Elite. We had a great debate on yesterday's show as to who our Senators MVP was. So go back and check that out for a full breakdown of Pillsy and I's top five Ottawa Senators MVPs. Before we drive on in to some more awards, let's tell you about rockauto.com. It's a family business that's been serving auto parts to customers online and they've been doing it for 20 years. That's ahead of their time online. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even get your new carpet there. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just put Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way, they know that we sent you reliable selection, the lowest prices. It's rockauto.com. All right, Pillsy, before we continue on with our Senators end-of-season awards, we want to let you know you can head over to Central on Twitter and vote. We're going to put up all the nominees in poll form and have your say who should be the winner of each and every one. You can also subscribe wherever you get your podcast to Locked On Senators. We're your daily home for Ottawa Senators-themed coverage throughout the playoffs, at least, when we're covering our hashtag, SensAbroad. We're also with you on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. Pilsy, The Alfie Leadership Award. That's how you kick off block two. A named after Alfie Award. It's prestigious in its own right. And who are the
1: nominees for this award? Definitely a prestigious award. And the nominees are Brady Kachuk, Connor Brown. Connor Brown getting a lot of love on the show. And Nick Paul. So initially you think, wow, there's some great
0: stories here, right? Like we're, we just talked about Connor Brown, most improved player. We know that Nick Paul has grinded his way from the Binghamton Senators up to be able to play at this level. And we're an A for the Ottawa Senators this year, but it's a no-brainer. The winner of the Daniel Alfredson Alfie Leadership Award is none other than Brady Kachuk. First in fights, second in hits, second in shots on goal. It's just an unbelievable season for Brady Kachuk. If he can finish a little bit more, this guy's got 30-plus goal potential easily.
1: Yeah, and Ross, I'm going to tip my hat to Brady for this award for his off-ice stuff, actually, more than the on-ice because what a great leader does is – They really harness the culture of the team. And, you know, he just always was saying the right things, doing the right things. Like, this is a guy that I think a lot of the veterans on the Ottawa Senators even look up to Brady, even though he's still in his entry-level contract. Like, this is a guy that knows how to lead a team. He understands what his team needs from him. And he goes out and gets it done. And also... When times are low, like that Calgary beatdown, he came and said all the right things in the media. And he didn't just, it wasn't just uh, lip work, right? It wasn't just lip service. He went out and proved it. Next game against Toronto with a massive game. He got the assist on the OT game winner to finish the season off. So Brady Kachuk is the leader for this team. And I I can't wait to see him with a new contract and a nice C stitched on that number seven jersey.
0: Yeah, he's well-deserving of that, and he'll follow in the footsteps of Jason Spezza and Eric Carlson and Daniel Alfredson, guys who wore it not only on the ice but represented this community unbelievably, so I'm glad that you touched on that when it comes to Brady Kachuk. Now we go from leadership to who the leader of the team relies on, and that's the coach's pet award, and we're not saying that in any negative connotation. This is the player that the coach leans on in every single situation. We know who it was under Guy Boucher, Tom Pyatt, but under DJ Smith this year, who are your nominees for
1: Coach's Pet? These are the guys that you hear DJ Smith talking about in the press conference after the game. You know, They're the guys that he's given the extra love to. So the nominees for the Coach's Pet Award are Nick Paul, Connor Brown, and Artyom Zoup. And the winner is... Connor Brown again. And there's a
0: simple reason for this, especially early on in the year when Ottawa was trying to figure out their forward lines, Connor Brown was playing more than most of the defensemen on the team. It was like always Shabbat and then Connor Brown in time on ice over 20 minutes all the time. Now, as the season wore on and other guys were stepping up, Drake, you know, made a name for himself as well. That ice time still went down, still led all forwards in time on ice. One second more. Then Brady Kachuk, funny enough, but then no other forward played even close—not even two minutes within that range in average ice time. He kills penalties. He's on the power play. He is a guy who's out there in a in a one-goal game, whether it's up a goal or down a goal in the final minute. And to me, that is the exact definition of this award. So I know that it's it's been a, a quite the tire-pumping session for t- uh,
1: Connor Brown in this award show, but it's well deserved. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Nick Paul is close, but just with what Connor Brown did this season, and I mean, the time on ice, that's, that's a telling stat for how we uh, decided to kind of preference this award. So I think Connor Brown takes this, like, he's, he's one of the older guys on the team. He knows what it, what it takes to get things done, and he doesn't shy away from any situation. You can use him at all times in this game. So Connor Brown definitely is the guy.
0: We move on to our topical award with the state of the world. We've got our stay home, save goals award presented to the most reliable defensive defenseman. Who
1: are your nominees? Your nominees for the stay at home defenseman award are Artyom Zub, Nikita Zaitsev and Victor Mete. And the winner is Artyom Zub. And this guy's Zub Nation stand up. This guy has been an absolute workhorse For your Ottawa Senators, 89 hits, 70 blocks. He really had to step up. He was one of the guys that had to step up a lot when Shabbat got hurt at the end of the season here too. And like, he's a guy, he also like, sure, this is the stay-at-home defenseman award, but he also can mix in some offense. How about that goal against the Leafs? He had a couple nice shots. So this guy can get it done and he got rewarded with a two-year extension. So Zub is like that's the kind of guy we need on the right side of our defense. He's a young guy. I think he's going to fit perfectly into this culture. And the two-year extension is what everybody wanted to see. So stick taps all around for the for the Sens bringing Zub in, Zub coming in and playing well, and him getting extended. You love to see it.
0: And the biggest shout-out of all is him appearing in the end-of-season video. Another thing that you notice from Artem Zub's game, now he only got into one game in January, his first NHL game, played 13 and a half minutes. In February, 16 minutes. In March, 1847. April, 1844. So at this point, he's already established as a top-four guy. And then in the final six games of the year, 22 minutes and 10 seconds, this guy averaged. So you talk about being reliable – that's earning your coach's trust over a matter of time. And I just love what he brings in making the simple play, making his partner better. You saw it with Mike Riley. You saw it with Eric Branstrom. The definition of a reliable defender is making your partner that much better. And that's RTM Zubright right here. And you can argue, oh, man, I wish that they made that contract a bit longer. I would be of the mind where it's like, okay, where are we going to be in two years? Now, would I have liked it to expire the same time as Zaitsev? So maybe you can give some of Zaitsev money to, uh, to Zub at the end of the day. But you, you have a guy who's played 47 games of NHL ice. Well, let's see how he reacts to two more full seasons. And, hey, he's not going to be a guy who puts up 40, 50 points and breaks the bank on his next one. Like, what's the upper echelon that he's going to make? Like what, a Mark Mathot type deal, $4.9 million a year over the next three or four after that. I'm just, I'm not worried about him having a two year deal. If it was one year, I would have been like, what the heck? But two years, perfect for me.
1: The, I think the biggest part of the two-year deal, Ross, is cap management. You look at some of those entry-level deals, and you got some big names coming off the board here. I'm looking at Josh Norris, Alex Formanton, Pinto, and JBD. They're going to burn one year of their, their contract here. So there's going to be some big names that are going to be up for renegotiation, and they want to see what they have with Zub in those two years, and then they can decide what path they're going to take all around.
0: Yeah. So Artem Zub, a well-earned, say, stay home, save lives award winner. Although you could make an argument for either of the other two guys as well. Zaitsev led this team in blocks and hits. And as much as he's malaligned with the fans at times, I think that he does show that grit and determination. But when it comes to Victor Mete, he defends in a completely different way, but it's effective. He just outskates guys and and just takes the puck from them and, and skates away. It's, it's really incredible. I'm excited for Mete to continue on as a senator. Thanks, Bergerve. Uh, I am starting to think Bergervay is a sense fan, but that's a story for another day as him and Dubis. Yeah, him and Dubis, exactly. And those guys are gonna go head to head in a playoff series starting tomorrow night. We'll preview that series along with some hockey talk coming up next. But for our final award, Pilsey, we gotta go off the cuff. We are gonna go with the Neil Dog Award. Awarded. To the player that best exemplifies grit and determination. This is nearly as prestigious as the Alfie. Who are your
1: nominees? And the nominees for the Neil Dogg Award are Brady Kachuk, Austin Watson, and Nick Paul.
0: And the winner is Brady Kachuk. And that's when you just know your captain shit. When you get an award named after Daniel Alfredson and Chris Neil in the same, like, I think that that would be the best hybrid player in Sens history. Ah, Maybe people would argue maybe Spets and Hossum or Spets and Heatley put those guys together. But, man, when you bring the qualities that Chris Neal and Alfie brought to the table, you have a special, special player. And this was a slam dunk, take it to the
1: bank. Brady Kachuk is it all day. Him doing what he does in the highest of moments is what makes this crazy. Like, Austin Watson gets consideration here because, man – This guy gets, yeah, just eats pucks. Like we talked about it so many times. He was a central standout for one or two blocks alone. Like he is clutch when it comes to getting those blocks at the right time. He throws hits around. Sure, he didn't win many of his fights, but uh, he he was getting to the dance at least, so that that helps out in this award. But Brady Kachuk, with the amount of hits that this guy has, and he stands up to everybody. No man is too big for Brady Kachuk, so it's it's a slam dunk that this guy gets the Neil Dog Award.
0: I think Neil himself would give the award to Brady Kachuk as well. Yeah. If you heard him on Wally thought, he was just gushing over the style that this kid plays, and he's just got that old school attitude and. We're gonna bet on that for years to come. We're also betting all over the playoffs, and we're doing it on Bet Online. Now, Bet Online is the number one sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network has been for a while. It's been a great relationship, so much so that they hooked us up with one of the best bonuses in the biz. It's a fifty percent welcome bonus, and that means on your first deposit, you put in hundred dollars, bingo, bango, bongo, with promo code Locked On, you get fifty dollars right into your account. And then if you put in two hundred. You get $100, free play money. And if you took that free play money and put it on Pillsy's Playoff Parlay of the Day, you'd be that much richer because Pillsy's Playoff Parlay hit yesterday. Let's double down today, Pillsy. Who do you have for us tonight?
1: Yeah, the Parlay of the Day has been hot. I'm two for two. I got the Sens last game, and now the first one of the playoffs worked out for me. So let's keep things rolling here. And I'm feeling good about this one, Ross. So first game, we got New York Islanders up against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Kyle Palmieri has finally... Arrived, I think maybe his, his car broke down on the way to Long Island when he was heading there from New Jersey or something because he was not performing for them at all. But now he's here. Two goals, including the game winner. And I, I forgot, Ross, that the Penguins are without of Evgeny Malkin. So that's a big loss for them. So I'm riding the Islanders here. Tristan Yari looked very shaky, questionable. So I'm taking their money line at plus 120. Love that line. Then we head to the Battle of Florida. This was an incredible game, back and forth action. I'm going with Tampa Bay yet again, though. Sam Bennett will not be a part of this game, and I think he's gonna, that's going to have an impact on the Florida Panthers and the Lightning, like Kucherov is just on fire. I don't see them losing this game, So, and their money line is great. Minus 113, I think that's amazing odds. You've got to hop on that. And the final game of the night is Minnesota Wild and Vegas Golden Knights. The Wild squeezed one out, a 1-0 OT win. Vegas isn't going to let that happen again. I'm taking their money line at minus 160. So, guys, New York Islanders' money line, plus 120. Tampa Bay money line, minus 113. And Vegas Golden Knights' money line at minus 160. Put all three of those together. Put 10 bucks in, and you're going to win $57.39. Guys, that is Pillsy's playoff parlay of the day.
0: Don't sit on the sidelines, get into the action, and don't forget the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. All right, Pillsy, should we get right into the NHL playoffs, our sends abroad, or hit them with the Tuesday trivia first and then roll back to that?
1: We'll hit them with the Tuesday trivia first. Let them chew on it for a little. All right,
0: our trivia question today is, can you name all 11 players to appear in 500 or more regular season games with the Ottawa Senators? There are 11 of them. Most are from more recent eras. That'll be the hint on that one. I would say if you've been following the Senators since the lockout in 04 05, you should be able to get at least nine of them. And if you're a real diehard, you should be able to go 11 for 11. So go to our Twitter at Central. Reply to the episode tweet with your answers and you'll win some stick taps. You'll win a shout out on the show. And if you'd like, you can be our next Send Central citizen, which we're going to get back to next week. We needed this week to wrap up the season. We've got some great guests on deck. A former senator coming on Friday for some story time. So we're looking forward to all that. But head over to at Central. Hit us with a reply on the episode. Tweet the 11 players with 500 or more regular season games with the Ottawa Senators. will have our answer for you on tomorrow's show. Pilsy, the NHL playoffs, full swing. It's been electric. How many overtimes are we at now? Five out of seven games. This is just incredible. We've seen a captain get in a fight already. We've seen a Howe hat-trick from that same captain in Colorado. Like, what's your biggest storyline so far? Uh, you can say, let's narrow it down to just last night.
1: Well, Ross, the NHL is doing us a favor. It was a shortened season, so they're making up for that with uh, after regulation playoff hockey. So I'll take that trade off for sure. And I think the biggest takeaway for me is having the crowd back. Like I know we're in a Canadian, uh, we're in a Canadian team. The Canadian teams won't have playoff crowds, which is really disappointing. But that crowd in Raleigh was absolutely electric. Like, I think that's maybe one of the series that isn't as exciting, but having playoff crowds back just makes such a difference. Even in the Colorado game, like the fans were living and dying with every shot, every hit. So I think the biggest thing for me is Yes, in Canada, we're still working on things here, but in the States, they're able to have crowds or allowing it, I guess I should say. Uh, So that's been fun to watch hockey with with that energy back in the building.
0: The Montreal Canadiens are likely going to have fans in the building for their playoff series against Toronto. And Bruce Arthur, who's obviously a Toronto guy, saying it would be truly incredible if the Leafs somehow lost to the Habs in the first round with the best team they've had in generations because Montreal gets the juice of a home crowd in game six, and Ontario elected the wrong government. I honestly, I know what I'm cheering for now. Games, I'm cheering for Habs in six with the home crowd. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, that's that's intense. I, I mean, of course, a Toronto writer has that stashed in his back pocket. Like, if the Leafs lose this, it's because of politics. It's, well, guess it's the what? government's fault.
0: Guess what? It's the government's fault that we had to have these North Division this year, and therefore, the only reason they won a division title. So I mean, <laughs> you take it and you leave it, right? It's the uh, it's the juxtaposition there, but it all comes out in the wash that the Leafs suck, the Habs suck. So it's gonna be tough to watch those series. But you, what were you mentioning before? The best playoff moments?
1: The crowd being back, the oh, electric man. crowd in Raleigh. In they Colorado. said twelve
0: thousand in in Raleigh. That was way more than twelve thousand. That was a full house, and it makes such a difference. The lulls in the game where it's just like a little back and forth in the neutral zone, you know, no real opportunities. That's where the roar of the crowd can still add such an element to the game. So you're right. That's been absolutely phenomenal. We're going to see it again tonight. My favorite series so far is Florida-Tampa. Like the the animosity between those two teams. And we're hopeful that Toronto-Montreal will at least be able to match that. Although, like, who's really going to mix it up on Toronto outside of Wayne Simmons? But you look at what's been going on down south and, you know, at the end of that game, like Jordan Bennington's a bit of a clown, eh? Like, he's just he, – he's a fake tough guy. Loves to pretend to fight everybody. He tried to go after Grubauer. Like,
1: okay, dude. Yeah, I don't know. He, he's one of those guys where, like, he's, he's so, like, hot emotionally that it's becoming a problem. Like, there was a couple opportunities where the Avalanche had the puck in the ozone, and he's spending half his energy and effort shoving the guy in front of him, and he's out of position for the shot. Like – are you, are you a goalie or are you a defender boxing guys out? And don't get me wrong. I was one of those goalies in-house league. <laughs> let's let's, uh, let's start with that. In-house league where I like to get involved in the game. Like if guys are in front of me, I'm giving them a couple shoves. I'm moving them around. I'm working them. But not to the point where you're completely distracted from stopping the puck. So I think Bennington he's got to rein in those emotions. Otherwise, you have to be fully focused on your job up against a present trophy winning team. And he wasn't last night. No, and
0: Colorado took that game. They lead the series 1-0. The Islanders are up 1-0. They're in your parlay of the day. The Boston Bruins tied it up. I'm going to call that one a must win. can't go down 2-0 in a series. And now Vegas is in that same boat against the Minnesota Wild. It would be even worse for Vegas to go down 2-0 because these are both home games for them. And then heading back up to Minnesota. So a lot of great series. Carolina also putting the brakes to Nashville. I think that's going to be a pretty quick series. And my favorite sends abroad moment from last night and poor Curtis Lazar. That guy had a tough night physically was getting knocked all over the place, but had to be the tweet from Robbie Stanley. Go reply to it right now. Robbie Stanley NHL saying folks, I don't think a Harper
1: Gabranson pair is going to cut it. Uh, you think, I don't know how Ben Harper is in the league. Like to, no, like that sounds really harsh. No
0: offense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> With all due respect. Ben Harper should not be in the NHL. Like this guy got turned around so many times. Him and Goody together is just not a good look at all. And this Carolina Hurricanes team with that crowd bumping, with the youthful energy that they have. I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a tough matchup, but this national team just cannot answer the bell when the Hurricanes get going.
0: Yeah, it's it's another phenomenal hockey on tap tonight. If you missed it, rewind, hit up Pilsey's playoff parlay and get into the action. At Bet Online, That was an awesome show. Lots of awards to hand out. And like we said, we want you to have your say in these awards. So we're going to tweet out each and every one with the nominees. Maybe we'll put even a little other in case you want to mix it up and tell us we're idiots, which is fine. But you had to send central on Twitter for that. Pilsy tomorrow, another day, another sends abroad. And we've got a Belleville senators game day on our hands tomorrow as well.
1: Yeah, it's, it's nice to have a little bit of extra Belleville Senators sprinkled in there at the end. So, you know, just to just to wean us off Senators hockey so that we don't have to quit cold turkey. Back to back as well. So Wednesday and Thursday, stay tuned for previews and
0: recaps of those Belleville Senators games. As I mentioned, we have a former Senator coming on Friday's show. Plus, ah, we'll keep for the rest of the week a surprise. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team, every day.